Today's Braised Bits is brought to you by Chris Paul, John Wall, and Paul Wall's Handmade Basketballs. Famous rapper Paul Wall has teamed up with NBA ballers Paul and Wall to make a basketball that is sure to bounce on the beat, just like how the Bucks beat the Heat in the playoffs. Use code SEANPAUL for full price. We got some Braised Bits. We got some Braised Bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for Braised Bits. Mmm, Bits. Interesting, because I just got an email from Lonzo's Ball. Really? Yeah. You're on Alonzo Ball's email list? No, he's selling. It's a competitor. Alonzo's oh, Lonzo. ball. He's selling just the, his own ball. Yeah. There's a lot of balls. A lot of balls out there. But I would. I mean, they're not supporting the pod, so I would highly no, they're recommend good for next week. Alonzo's ball. So I don't know if Alonzo might pull out. I mean, we should have talked about this before. I'm pro pull out. If you're not going to wear a condom, you got to pull out. But this is what you do for good advertisers. You got to have a bidding war. Yeah, but it just feels it's on it's on me because I didn't consult with you. I didn't assume we'd have a a ball advertisement because we haven't had one ever. True, but this is Chris Paul, John Wall, and Paul Wall. Once you get three people involved, I feel like there's someone behind the scenes that really just called them up and is using their name. They're doing a three man weave. Someone's pulling strings. Bob and Weave. Bob Weaver. Bob Barker. We're in it to win it, Lance. Welcome to Braze Bits. It's great to be here. Episode eighty three. Santana Moss. That's the number? That's the number I think of. 83 has no significance for me. <laughs> no? No known significance. Okay. 1983, I think we're getting to like when millennials are born. I think the technical definition is 84, but mm. we'll, we'll give them a gentleman's 83 if they want. Sure, sure. We're in it. How are you feeling? Man? We're, we're, we're face-to-face. We're belly-to-belly. We're back in the real live pod kitchen. Back in the real pod kitchen. I feel good. You look Filming good. to come. It's sweaty. Yeah. And one of us can't handle the, the sweatiness. If you can't stand the sweatiness, hands up. It's Lance. Lance, he came to me early in the day and he said, it's going to be a hot one. And I said, you mean the Sean Evans wing show? And I said, no, it's going to be steamy outside. Lance didn't want to film. He was afraid of what he was going to look on camera, which I was, I was fine. That's exactly what happened. And I have nothing else to say about it. I would film with my shirt off, my underwear on my head. But you know what? Lance has taste. Man. Yeah, and then I asked Jesse if he could tie me up and force me to be some sour beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. It's a deep callback. I would, and I should. One Mike day. Cannon. Good comic. Yeah. It's great to be. We're, we're, we're riffing hot. Cal Rifkin Jr. You got any meal prep? I was going to ask you, do you got any meal prep? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you. I don't have really any meal prep. I mean, we can, I'm sure it's going to be part of the our highlights, maybe throughout the list, but we, we speak for yourself with Jason Whitlock and someone else, Con Coward. I'll lock it up, and throw away the key. We saw each other yesterday, before the day before today, which is also na- known as yesterday, Jason Day, who's a golfer. Lands, we golfed together. We did the braised friendly. Yesterday. We did the braised friendly. Is this your meal prep or your highlight? What are we doing? Meal prep. Here? Meal prep. But it's also kind of part of my highlight. Yeah, we we went to Marine Park yesterday. We had a time. We had a hell of a time. The seasoning. I picked you up. We drove out to Marine Park in Brooklyn near Coney Island. Beautiful course. Nice flat land. Public municipal course. I must say, I'll say this. I'm listening. This is what I was going to say. And this is that I was, for some reason, I don't know why, I was in my head. I was expecting Marine Park, if you're not 
familiar with New York geography, or if you live in New York and you don't know where Marine Park is, which is a lot of people are Manhattan-centric snobs. Sure. I lived in Manhattan for many years. I like to think I was not a Manhattan-centric snob, but naturally you are a little bit. I know enough of Marine Park. I'd never been there. And now in the past month, I've been to Marine Park twice. You were there, when were you there last? Before I was, yesterday. I was there like a month ago. Kate and I went on a like a nature trail. Talk about this. And walked around. Hike and Jones. Anyway, I thought for whatever reason, because it's like kind of close to the uh, broad channel area, to the Rockaways, I thought there'd be like overlooking the water situation on the course. And you're not really overlooking the water. You're kind of like... There was a uh, sound there. There was like a little bit of a river. Gerritsen Beach, I believe. Yeah. a little beach where um, people are, have like boats and stuff. Some kayaks. Expedia. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It wasn't as scenic. There was like one or two holes where you could see a little bit of the skyline, Freedom Tower action. But I, I, it, overall, it was very nice. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be. That's, that's really the only meal prep I was going to get into. I got a meal prep. It's from Serve uh, it up hot. It's from Seidel. No. Seidel said The Pod Nemesis. He said No. He he did two jigsaw puzzles during the pandemic, so he didn't love your puzzle bit, but he said your bath salts bit didn't get as much play as it should have. And he said it was that it was good to be you kept saying it was good to be here, and he said it was great that you kept saying that in his presence. What in the goddamn world are we talking about? Lance Seidel was lurking in the shadows of one of these shows that I didn't know about. This, uh, this is not. Is, <laughs> this is. I did not consent to that. That is. I feel violated. I feel creeped out. That is not fair at all. That is. That's against my rights. You're telling me Seidel came to a show. I'm gonna flip this table over. I'm saying this is what Seidel told me to tell you. I feel. I. I feel like someone's been creeping on me. I feel like Aaron Andrews in the shower. I, this is lawsuit territory. And then he just revealed bits I'm working on. These aren't. He's not revealing punchlines. This is this is loco. This is crazy. Obviously, it had to be at the Bronx River Yacht Club. It could have been anywhere. This is not could have been you anywhere. You can't. Oh, I hate this so much. I really, I really don't enjoy this. The lurking in the shadows. Of you course, watched, he doesn't. You watch. You watch right by him. And did he say hi? To, did he? It was great. Well, I don't. I've never <laughs> seen him. Obviously, I don't. He doesn't comment on any social media. That is the creepiest meal prep I've ever gotten before. <laughs> Classic Seidel being a real whack job. And of course, he's a puzzle guy. I have an anti-puzzle bit I'm working on. He's a jigsaw puzzle. Which show was it? I would love to know what... It, he, he came on Friday. Friday. AP. I was on the 10P. No, I was on the AP. I don't remember how that went. Oh. Where was he I'll sitting? say this. I'll say this. We planned the whole thing. He's he and you weren't going to tell me he was there. Or even, of course, even not. after. Of course not. Why? <laughs> so he had, can just watch me. We had to reveal it on the pod. You that didn't is not. Meet oh, I, I'm shook. That is insane. <laughs> he even told me this yesterday when we were in person nope. for six hours. It was for the pod. Holy macaroni! Holy mackerel! The fish. That is I'm, my heart's beating. He came. He I'm coming. Sat, he sat down. He snuck in kind of the back. You walked in. He didn't have to sneak in. I don't know what he looks like. Well, he walked in. I was like, you can't hang around because he was hanging gonna, out with the comics. And I was like, he's going to think you're a comic and then start talking to you. Yeah. And we can't have that. I would have known so then, just from his, his vibe. He walked, he, you walked in. He kind of walked right past you. It was a great moment. I saw it. And then I had him sneak through the downstairs in the back. 
and then sit down. And then when you were done, he walked out. And I said, if you stay, if you stay hanging out, you shouldn't come in. And I'll let you know, you were hanging out for a while. While we were hanging out, he apparently witnessed a hit and run, got the license plate, put it on a car. A hero. All right. Tyler, <laughs> hero. Tyler Hero. So he left because I was hanging out? Because he, he didn't... What, what is this? I told this was... He all... still wants to be incognito? I, I mean, I, I, we were talking about yesterday how I don't want to meet Seidel. I feel like it would ruin the... Mis- not even the mystique. It would ruin his evilness. Oh, what a... <laughs> you guys are... Mischievous. I, I'm trying to. Re- I probably recorded that set. I, I want to know how it went. Oh, I feel violated. That's not right. It's not right at all. It's David right. This is the pod. This is what you signed up for. He's, this is what you signed up for when you told Seidel that he was not in pod shape. He's the one who he did the first shots fired. He's the one who said we were going too quick, and maybe you guys want to consider slowing down. Why don't you <laughs> slow down for nothing? We're zooming. We're not zooming. We're in person. That is absolutely insane. One of the most insane things that's happened in this podcast history. Seidel <laughs> witnessing me, me, him walking past me. He obviously knew it was me, right? Oh, he knows yeah. what I look like, of oh, course. Yeah. What a creep. <laughs> what, a, what a wacko. That's worse than Wack Goldberg. <laughs> Maybe introduce yourself and like give yourself a nickname and be like, oh, after the, well, then I want to know. Then you want to know it after the fact. I now I don't know what like I'm always going to be looking over my shoulder now. Seidel could be anywhere. Did he stay at your apartment? And then he played golf with us on yesterday. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) that would be the ultimate. Yeah, he said his name was Russell Wilson. You want to get into Russell? Let's get into Russell. It's it's kind of a part of... It's not really a highlight. Russell wasn't part of the highlight. We played golf yesterday. One thing about if you don't know when you play golf, there's foursomes. And generally, if you're not a group of four, you're paired with other people because of the margins. If you miss the margins, then you're done. <laughs> yeah. And we were... It was us two. So then we were paired with this one guy, George, who's George, great. Great guy. Great vibe. Low-key. Friendly. Couldn't really understand him all the time, but when he did, he was great. <laughs> he was he was tremendous, and also sneakily good. Sneaky good, yeah, but not like so good where it was like, oh, that keep up with George. But he was he was solid, yeah, like a rock. And then so we all hit our shots. I think I uh, hit it two feet in the first hole, and we were all ready to go. We were and, we were then, we were walking and then away. What does the starter say? Hold on, we got a guy is about to, he's, he's coming up. We got some guy trailing behind us. We got a single coming up. And this guy came in like a rocket ship, Russell, with a came in on a cart wearing like a, a fancy button down shirt with with Under Armour slacks, looking like a real pro. He had a swagger to him. He was loud, proud, happy to be there. Steps up to the plate. He took a little. You could tell from the first hole. He took a little while, like over over the ball. He was setting up, and he whiffed it. Bad shot, and that was kind of a uh, foreshadowing for the rest of the day. It was the beginning of the end. For us and Russell, he had such manic energy. It was crazy. It was he, poor loco. I we we talked yesterday. The the front nine, I kind of a I kind of uh, not enjoyed him, but I was like, all right, I'm, I'll I'll figure out who this guy is. Kind of get used to him. He like he asked us where we're from. I said uh, Astoria. I, I live in Astoria. He's like, yikes. And then like later on, he's like a classic Queens scumbag. After I like hit the ball a little left, he was from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. He told me that his uh, 
Last night, he didn't sleep. He was coming home from a party in Long Island. Uh, they threw a party for his cousin who was going away to jail the next day. He drove drunk at 5.30 in the morning. And he told us that he usually shoots in the 80s. <laughs> That's just crazy. Which I didn't see, see the He was all bravado. And all just like 2,000% bravado. I don't know how people go through your life like that. Like, I'm the opposite. I feel like I don't want to reveal Parm any sort of pizzazz or flavor because then people... But he it, it worked for him, but I don't know w- what's happening. Couldn't tell. Before every shot, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to whip this one on the green, whip it around, doing a fade, and then he would just whip it into I've the never trees. played golf with someone like that, and it is a good... Not argument necessarily, but you know how a lot of people think golf is like this like gated exclusive yeah. thing? This is the opposite situation. Oh, so wild, it's wild good west. knowing that golf's getting a lot of reach. A lot of reach. You reach, I teach. It was it's insane. The, it's it's this become the sport for everyone. It's, it's wild. He said that he, he drove on the LIE drunk, and he said, don't, I, don't worry about it. I, I could drive uh, the LIE with my ass closed. I know every pothole. I know every single pothole. He had a lot of nice lines. What was the other one? Pretend you have a pulse. <laughs> Pretend you got a pulse. You got a heartbeat. I don't know if he was real. He didn't seem real. And then the best part. He seven, ghosted. Yeah. Oh, and all, but he ghosted, but on the 14th hole, he turns to me. Is this the 18th hole? Which is a little little early, a little foreshadowing. And then He was boozing up. Oh, he was, he was banged up. 18th hole, hits his drive, never see him again. He hit a drive to like two fairways over. <laughs> And then he just dipped. He dip and dot. Never <laughs> said bye. Kind of like the wind. He dip and dot. And I'm like, yeah, on the 14th hole, he's also like, I played with this guy, and he just left after the 10th <laughs> hole. Could you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> Ripley's believe it or not, we couldn't believe it. And then he, he pulled that out of his bag. He, he got to me on the back nine. I couldn't, I couldn't handle his energy. You and him shared energy. a nice uh, wobble. We had a, we had a shotgun to the dome piece, and I just, after a while, I couldn't, I couldn't like zone him out. The first yeah. nine, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just kind of, Embrace him, and then the back nine was like, "This guy sucks, and I can't." Shake I feel him. like I'm good at at resisting the advances of of people. Yeah, like he wanted the shotgun. Obviously, I was not going to do that. And I just told him I was an accountant who worked for PwC. That was that was very fun. He left me alone. It was great little uh, improv by you. He's like, "Oh, what co- what a company!" You had a quick poll, like BPOC or something. PwC. PwC. He's like, "You you you're like one of my best friends. You remind me of it's it's a good thing. He's a accountant too." Yeah, what a guy. Russell Wilson, maybe he's a Razorback, unknown. Maybe he's Seidel. Imagine. No, that guy, Russell, <laughs> would not have been able to walk past me without being like, I'm, 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 I'm Seidel. Seidel, I would love to know which, oh, what a wacko. That's, I'm, I'm Executed never, perfectly. I'll never be able to come here again. Then we walked home from here to my apartment. It was a great walk. What? We got caught in the downpour. It was phenomenal. To Gowanus? Yeah. Well, does that take two hours? Like an hour and a half. Wow, that's a deep walk. You guys deep get vulnerable? Walk. You guys get deep? We got deep. He stayed over? He stayed over. Tim Couch? Tim Couch. Slept in Tim Couch in the morning. We got egg and cheeses. He got bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. I like that. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. What kind of bagel? Think of playing. Oh, what a skeeve. What a skeeve ball. Skeeve jobs. So I'm never going to meet. I'm never going to meet him. Maybe. That is just, I. Uh, well, the, the hits are coming. I mean, we haven't really done the highlights. No. We can do highlights. We could just go into our top nine. But the, the highlight was basically golf. I was gonna. I got really nothing else. 
I had a lot. I did a lot of things in the July Fourth weekend, but I think all of this that we talked about was a highlight. I had a great dinner last night with Zachary Snackery. Hung out with Brett Raybold. Shout out to Brett Raybold. Shout out to Zachary Snackery. The dinner we went to yesterday was phenomenal. Filipino barbecue, scrumptious, tremendous. Um, I did hot yoga class first time. There figured out that situation. There Solved. I would like to do more, but it's far. But it just felt. The guy, I told you this yesterday, off pod, the yoga teacher kept saying that you got to know your body. Which is true. I might have to come to this class. I, I got to know my body more. He didn't say know your body, Phil, but he said know your body. Just the universal know your body, yeah. which is even better. Yes. I made I baked cornbread. Yeah. It was the first thing I've, I think I've ever baked in my life, and it turned out great. You had ribs and I'll, cornbread. I'll say this. Say it. It was among the best cornbread I've ever had. There you go. Sounds scrumptious. I used the recipe from Sally's Baking Addiction, hmm. which doesn't sound good. No. But I've heard about it. It's like a baking site. Got it. You Jane's know, when people addiction. bake and they say, like, you know how, like, like my mom says, I got this recipe from the Times? Yeah. People who bake say, I got this recipe from Sally's Baking Addiction. Got it. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. I heard that. Well, boil me a pot of water because... We decided as this is the worst episode per ever. tradition. I'm having a great time. I, I, this has gone downhill the second we sat down. As per tradition of what we've done when we've whacked some balls, we do a friendly competition. The winner of the competition gets picked so the friendly. top nine. I was having a friendly time. It was it was friendly to start. You won some money off of Russell. I did. That is probably the best part. I took ten bones off that kid. We decided whoever got the better score. Was get to pick the top nine. Jesse uh, burst out to a lead. Front nine, I was hot. I had a par. I, I was I was grooving. I was like I, I was in it. And then the back nine you came. Let, you let Russell's energy get to you, and at the same time, I kind of relaxed. I was going all over the place. I lost a club in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I lost he did. A, a cover to a, a club. It was a disaster. Tommy, I wasn't Tommy Wiseau. Artist. Yeah. But I won, got to pick the top nine, have had this kind of lurking for a while, so we're doing top nine pasta dishes. What an awful episode. Boil some water. Phil Jackson was excited. I'm excited. Would you like to lead off, or would you like me? I feel like you get the... Uh... I'll lead off. I'll get this this moving and grooving. This was tough for me, Lance. I, I, I slaved over this list. Slave play. I hope it comes back to Broadway. We're doing our top nine pasta dishes. I've obviously... I've had a bunch of pasta, and we'll see how this goes. My number nine... This isn't. This is real. I'm not. I'm not making this up. My number nine is buttered noodles, from a kids menu. I th- I recently went out with my young cousins, um, and they got buttered noodles off the kids menu, and I tried a noodle because our food was delayed. It was good. You ate off the kid. Did he? He was done. He he was kind of uh, distracted. He was. Yikes. Looking, I didn't. He didn't like. Uh, he wasn't Classic. still eating, and I was. I was going after his buttered nudes. Classic queen scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> the margins. I was making sure the margins were being covered. A butter noodle is pretty good. It's simple. It just shows how pasta, you really don't got to do much to it. Add a little butter. Literally, just add butter to it. It was more the butter that shined over the pasta, I would say. It was quality butter. <laughs> got it. So you would just rather have the butter? Yes. Like it's, a stick of butter? I would love to. A shame bar, which Phil Jackson actually had back in the day. I think it was uh, just a stick of butter with some uh, sugar on top. Sounds One of the grossest things I've ever, I've ever witnessed. Sounds healthy. Uh, so yeah, buttered noodles, great pasta with butter. As I say, I had this almost exclusively for like the first 10 to 11 years of my life. Sure. 
it's delicious and it's even more delicious if you kind of cook it in a skillet situation where you do a uh, I don't even remember what the word is I learned it but you put some water and butter together you kind of almost reduce it yeah you no know, you like put it on heat and then you it's like a nice little bath and it's uh, it's like it's it's to die for I would rub a dub dub in a butter bath oh yeah and it it feels comforting it it feels like childhood Eating off the kids' menu, or not the kids' menu, eating off the, the plate, plate of a child sure. is is it's a it's a choice, but it's not you gotta a do bad you gotta choice do. as a, a creepo watching me from the shadows in the back of a comedy room and not telling me that he's there. A guy who I've talked to or talked about for what eighty three episodes. Where do you think was going to happen? Me? Maybe introduce himself if he's in the room where it happened. Alexander Hamilton. At a certain point, that's not right. He's he's creeping on me. He's a voyeur. He's stalking me. A voyeur Malloy. Safety. I farted. Butter noodles, number nine. My number eight, some might say it's not a pasta. I say it is. It's lasagna. Garfield likes lasagna, right? He does. It's a flat noodle. It's a flat pasta. But the it's it's got the cheese. It's got the sauce. A little ricotta. Maybe a little meat in there if, if you get... Nasty with it. It's comforting. Lasagna is very comforting. I like it, you know, when it's the layers, the, the sauce. It doesn't, when I think of that, I don't think of pasta, but I looked it up. It technically is a pasta dish. And that's why I love it. Lasagna. Kevin Lasagna. That's someone, right? Sounds like someone. Uh, Jonathan L- Lasagna is a pitcher for the Yankees. Lewis Maybe that. I don't know. Lasagna is a good choice. I thought about it. I decided for me it, it's not what I think of when I think of pasta, but yes, I think you got to count it. You got to include Great. it. Kate makes the best lasagna that I've had, the Christmas Eve tradition, and it's with like sausage and different sausages, like the sweet and the hot, I mm-hmm. believe, and just like great sauce. Great construction. It's it's every time it, it delivers. It's it's there. It's, no one's delivering it, but it delivers in the metaphorical sense. You could deliver it. It's a good dish to bring over to a, a, a gathering. Oh, I made I made a lasagna. I made a casserole. I don't know. It could get a little dry. You don't want dry lasagna. Maybe if it's like half baked and then you finish it off in the oven when you get there. Dave Chappelle and uh, Kevin Brennan. Neil, Neil Brennan. Brennan. Kevin Brennan's brother wished he he wrote that. I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? Quiz knows. Lasagna is a good choice. I get it. You're going. You're anti pasta. I am. I'm fully anti pasta. I'm a red pepper. Did he hear that bit? Was that? Was that? Did, did, I don't even know what he heard. I don't know like what I was doing. You watch your whole. If, if he was there, I would have. I would have went, went after him. He came there for you. He. That's it. That's the worst part. He came there for me. I didn't he, know he, he was didn't there. Watch, he didn't watch my set. That is. He, <laughs> he watched was, a hit and run. He, and all of attraction. He saw a hit and run. He attracted. I don't know what he attracted that to me. Then he attracted a hit and run outside. He was a hero. Tyler. I I don't know if I can keep going. I, 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 is, he, is he here? Is he going to come behind this wall? This is... The Reno 911. I'm calling the cops. My number seven pasta dishes is shrimp scampi. Nice. I'm scamping around. Because I like the shrimp. The shrimp is, the shrimp is good. I'll, uh, give me a big prawn. Give me a jumbo shrimp. I, don't even, I mean, I, I don't like a cream sauce. Scampi doesn't... When I think of scampi, I don't think of cream sauce. I'm more of like a lemon. Yeah, it's a lemony. Lemon. Lemony snicket. Yeah, I like the lemon. I like the sauce. I like the shrimp. 
uh, I feel like it's more of like a flatter noodle if it's a scampi, but I don't really know. But I, I like the shrimp. That's why I'll, I'll go for it. I can see why this is on your list because I think this is one of the pastas where it actually doesn't work super well together. Like the shrimp is for sure the highlight. Yeah. And then there's pasta kind of below it as exactly. almost like we need some sort of carb. Exactly. And I feel like this is how you view pasta in general. <laughs> and yeah. it's unfortunate, but with shrimp scampi, I get it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's 100%. Like if we're ordering shrimp scampi at like a family style place, I'm not going to be like, I'm my empty pasta. I'll have the shrimp. I'll dip some, some bread in the sauce. Dip some bread. I'm gonna go. My number nine. I'm gonna get out of here. You could you could walk off. <laughs> walk off home run. Bottom of the ninth. My number nine is carbonara. Talked about carbonara. You gotta love it. The cheese, the egg, the bacon. No more carbonara. I have trouble. I can't really have it in the summer, especially because of my stomach. I'll say this. Usually, you got to say when you're older, you can't have carbonara. For me, it hit 23 years old, and that's when I realized I'm Jewish. It's the dairy? I don't think I've ever had carbonara. I think it was just that I had it at a 95-degree day, and then we walked around. So that was a little – because I used to be – I was invincible. And then that happened, and I realized I got to talk to my body. Learn about your body. I didn't know my body. I was abusing my body. Using and abusing it. Using and abusing. But carbonara – if your body gives you permission, go. What is it? Bacon and an egg? It's like egg, bacon. Uh, Never had it. Cheese. You put you like make it in the egg. In a white sauce? Or the egg is the sauce? It's like the egg. Uh, you kind of like dip it in. I don't, I'm not even sure. I never actually made it, but you kind of like put it in the egg. It's because you go nuts. It seems like a whole thing. I mean, I'd rather just have bacon it's, and eggs. No, you can't have bacon and eggs in pot. Actually, I mean... If you want to really know, when I was in Denmark, my friend, we'll call him Fabian. He's come up on the pod a few times. His Mm -hmm. name's Fabian. And we used to make this bacon, egg, and cheese pasta before, like, like, the big night we'd go out. And it was gross. It was not carbonara. We just made eggs and bacon and put it in a pasta. But it was, like... Probably not bad, actually. It was, like, what you needed for, you know... Carbo load before going out? It was carbo load. Yeah. Download. Yeah. Updroad. I'll tell you this carbonara. Step one, lightly salted water, high heat, got it. Wh- mixing bowl, whisk together eggs, yolks, pecor- pecorino, and parmesan. Season with a pinch of salt and generous black pepper. Water, set the water to a boil. Meanwhile, heat oil in a large skillet. Add pork, saute until the fat renders. Add pasta to the water, boil just before the pasta is ready. Reheat the guancali in a skillet. And then you kind of stir it all together, seemingly. All right. It's delicious. And it works. Do you see, see what I'm talking about? This is a team effort. Getting the sauce. You're getting the, the sauce is a bunch of things that's kind of passing to each other. Swish and addition. Then you put the pasta in. Shake wow. hands. I enjoy the sauce. I feel like the sauce sounds scrumptious. I'd love to dip something crispy in there. I need, a, I need a little bite. That's why you got the pork. You got the bacon. You True. got the guancale. It answered your question. What else? Touche, Michael Shea. Uh, my number eight <laughs> is just your standard. I'm rattled. This isn't this isn't fair. I'm rattled. I'm a rattlesnake. My number eight is just your standard. We'll say linguine, but it doesn't need to be linguine. It could be anything, any sort of pasta shape. Just with garlic and olive oil, salt. I usually do some red pepper, maybe some cheese. 
I've kind of perfected this pasta over the years. It's my go-to. You can put a vegetable in there, but you don't need to. If you just kind of want to have the straight pasta, if you want to have it as a side to like maybe like a fish or anything, it's versatile. It's light, but it fills you up. It's the adult version the, of butter noodles. If it's the adult version of butter noodles, yeah, yes, yeah. I have really opted. You know, I did make a switch over from po- making pasta. I almost, I rarely do butter as like the staple. Yeah, the olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah, l'olio. Yeah, can't argue that. I like olive oil and and, uh, and garlic. Maybe dip a the best is just when you heat up a little pan. You pour in some olive oil and you have the garlic cut up. Then you put in oh, the, yeah. that combination of that garlic great. in olive oil. It's fantastic. It's worth just making pasta itself. A lot of options you could do with olive oil. And My and number garlic. seven. <laughs> Same right. Is uh, we're right. we gonna say orchetti. You know orchetti. Orchetti Davis. Little ears. Orchetti. Little ears. That's what orchetti means. Okay. Are they in Italian? Those little pinwheels? No, they're like almost little circular. Cori orchetti? You know it. You know them. I'm sure I do. We're saying orchetti with broccoli, Rob. All right. This is kind of like a standard, and you put some like maybe like pecorino, parmesan. Maybe you put some sausage in there, but you don't need to. This is just a standard broccoli rob we know is delicious. In your world, it's like the broccoli rob is the star, and then you have the pasta just like yeah. below it. I'm already envisioning me just picking out the broccoli rob yeah. out of the pasta. But this is the thing. If you couch it nicely, Tim. then it's the, it's yin and yang gang. They're working together. There's kind of the almost bitterness. You put cook the broccoli and broccoli rob in some white wine as well, olive oil, garlic, white wine. It's a tough combination to beat. It's a main dish. It's a sidekick. It's whatever you want it to be. You can put it in a large bowl, or it could be kind of like a nice thing. You could put, have a cheese grater and shave the cheese on top of it. But don't you, you want to have a grinder and tell them that's good? <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> tell me one. Don't you think that isn't there a party that's like this broccoli rob is so good it should it should be on its own a little bit. It should, it should have its own fork. It should, it should there's there's moments for broccoli rob to be on its own. But there's also a moment. It, Rockley Rob is kind of like a person, right? You need your socialization with the pasta, but you also sometimes need to be on your own. There are different times, different situations for different states of, of Broccoli Rob Stocky. Right now, I'm certainly not high. I'm Broccoli Rob Low. <sighs> this, is, this is just going. This is, it's going. I'll say that. My number six, it's sesame peanut noodles. Is this considered pasta? We'll, we'll I, it's, it's a noodle. We'll count it. We're open. It's we're cold. Open-minded. It's too cold to hold. It's sesame peanut noodles from an Asian restaurant, probably a Chinese restaurant, or Thai. I've, I've had peanut noodles from Thai restaurants. I was definitely intimidated by it at first because it's, it's cold, but it's scrumptious. It's 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 the next level of peanut flavor. The sesame combination with a, a good noodle. That's probably the. It, it is when I enjoy a noodle at its finest is when it's cold with it's smothered in like a really strong sesame peanut sauce. Yeah, it's great. In this category, I was thinking strictly Italian, but, but chef's interpretation, chef's interpretation. Who am I? Noodles were really invented by the Chinese. Exactly. That's a Joe so, Russell bit. It is a Joe Russell. Which is a fact. Bit. But it's a fact that, yeah. So cold sesame noodles are, are pretty tough to, to beat. If you're just doing a ranking of noodles, which actually is something I wanted to do down the road. <laughs> no, this is it. This is noodles. But there's and pa- so many noodles. 
like drunken noodles, that sesame could, noodles, soba noodles. Could have been your pot. Those are pastas. Could have been your top nine, right? Pasta. This is what it is. This is off the rails. Sesame noodles are great. I have started the addition. I mean, you know, as a a uh, cook, I never really utilized sesame oil, but I started, and it really is a game changer oh, yeah. in a lot of dishes. Love that. Love that. Now it's a staple. Office Max. That was easy. My number four, another childhood favorite, spaghetti with meatballs. Uh, when I think of spaghetti meatballs, I think of my me madre making it for us. And she, uh, my later years, more recent years, she just started making meatballs with bread. But started off with spaghetti meatballs. And she thinks she noticed that I would pretty much be focused on and listening for the meatballs. I love the meatballs. love the sauce. Spaghetti, it's fine. I, you know, get a nice forkful of spaghetti with meatballs. It's like I could use some more meatball. But it's a classic. You can't really go wrong. You're never disappointed by it. More can you say? It's a classic pasta. I think it's maybe when you think of pasta, it's one of the first things that pe- that comes to mind for people. It's not on my list. I actually think it's a little overrated as a dish. Obviously, you have great spaghetti and meatballs. When I think of spaghetti and meatballs, I think of just kind of like a marinara type sauce. Yeah. And generally beef meatballs. Yeah. I think there's just, it's because it's so popular, there's a, a lot of lowest common denominator versions. And it hurts it. This is fair. This is fair. That's, that's but even the lowest common denominator. So it's, it's good. It's good. I think there's better pastas out there. And for this, me, this is my palate. This is where my pasta palate's at. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm. These are the, I, I'm. The, a, I'm. A, I can't even talk. I'm stuck in my words. But I'm providing analysis. And usually in the podcast, one of us says something, the other one provides analysis. And I'm I just, just hope it's valid. Usually, based, based on your feedback, it was. Usually when somebody in your like social circle comes to like see you perform, they usually introduce themselves or if you know, a friend of a friend is like, Oh, well, you know, we we've talked about you all the time. It's just usually to kind of excite <laughs> all in your social circle. <laughs> Technically, we talk about them. We we've corresponded. We're, we've been social. It's pod nemesis. It's supposed to keep being the pod nemesis. Did you clean your couch? Did you like wash down your couch afterwards? No. I would. Jeez Louise. Was he the first person to sleep over? No. Wow, you've had sleepovers without me? Yeah. That was my number five. My number four, another curveball, Lance. It's lo mein. Kenny mein. I like a vegetable lo mein. Pack it in with veggies. Um, If I had my druthers, I'd like lo mein over rice. Though I like jerry rice. Interesting. I like a lo mein. Oh, Um, lo mein... I was gonna say you're gonna uh, like having lo mein over rice as if it was a no, dish. No, no. Like that a double, wild. Like a double I was, carb. I was, I was, I was going for it. It's probably delicious. That's just that's a lot of carbs. Carbonara. Uh, yeah, I like lo mein. Uh, the hibachi noodles. That kind of lo mein is is, is bomb. dot com. Yeah, the, the veggie combination, which I feel like I, I like that more than the thought of like a, a broccoli robin and, and spaghetti because lo mein I feel like the way they make it. It, it all combines better, and and it combines with other dishes as well. Like you can have a lo mein with sesame chicken, and kind of have combine it, and it all goes together. Yeah, Maine, the state. I was gonna say Ron Dane, the running back. He won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, big fella. Thunder and lightning. Who was the Tiki Barber? Was lightning? Right, right, right. Yeah, 
Yeah, Lo Mein's great. I don't have much to contribute. I don't often get Lo Mein if I'm ordering because I'd rather I'm more of a, I'd take fried rice over Lo Mein, and I also have fried rice over Lo Mein. Right. <laughs> but I also like sesame noodles, yeah. Don Don noodles. All. Oh yeah. So I'm kind of yeah. So Lo Mein is almost in terms of noodles is like number three at best. Got it. I like Chow Fun. Chow Fun's also great. You Chow on it's fun. Sure. Hun. My number six, I think you're going to like this. It's pumpkin gnocchi. Yeah. I like gnocchi. <laughs> In terms of pastas, you've said this, and you're not necessarily wrong. That just because pastas are different shapes, they all taste the same. And that is true, I guess, if you're a po- you know making the same kind of type of pasta, but different shapes. It's, there's an element of truth there, but it's not really true. Texture is huge when it comes to pasta. Gnocchi, potato-based. Dumpling. It's like a potato dumpling. And it's great. on cert- If you're craving it, it's, it's tough to beat. There's nothing better. It's filling. You can't have as much of it as you think. And it, it lends itself well to certain sauces. There's a lot of things you can do with gnocchi. But... I prefer, I don't know why I said, all right, I'm having a gnocchi. And I said, pump, I want a pumpkin. Never had pumpkin, pumpkin is good with certain pastas, like pumpkin ravioli. We had this at our wedding, and it was incredible. As an entree? Yeah, as the vegetable option. Wow. And I got it. But a lot, see, that at that kind of option, I would have, uh, what were the other options? Steak, uh, fish, and... yeah, it was steak, fish, and it was a beef. I think it was a, a short rib. I think it was a short rib. Wow. A fish, I want to say salmon, but maybe it wasn't. Got it. And uh, vegetable, pumpkin ravioli. Ravioli, I feel like, I think I just had it. So every Wednesday growing up, we had ravioli, and I I feel like I got sick of it. I had too much of it growing up. Gnocchi and ravioli to me, it's kind of similar. And gnocchi especially, it's always been like starchy. Whenever I've had it, it's always like too much of a bite. It takes me too long to, it's either too soft or just got too much of a bite. Too much potato. It's like what? What, are you, what is it trying to be? It's trying to be like a, like a, like a tater tot that's a soft, or is it? Or is it trying to be like a little ball of pasta? Like what is it? What a little it? ball of pasta. No, key for me. All right, my number five. I think you're gonna like this. This is what I meant when I was saying my number six. So that's my number five. It's mac and cheese. Whack. You gotta love mac and cheese. I don't even. You know what it is. I do. I. Adult mac and cheese, I put in green chili in Ooh. it. My friend who lives in Austria now, Bastian Schweinsteiger, turned me on to this when he when I met him in college and a little bit out of college when I lived with him. He would often make he baked his mac and cheese, which I'm actually not for, but you could pull off a baked mac and cheese if you know what you're doing. Some people put hot dogs in there, little you cut up. I've done that. It's good, but it's specific. That's got to be real, real rich after a couple bites. Yeah, but you got to put if you do green chili and the hot dogs, it's, cuts it kind of cuts it out a little bit. It's a lot, but I just like you know your standard mac and cheese. I've been putting hot sauce in my mac oh, and yeah. cheese. Now we're cooking. Maybe you do some like a baked thing at the top, so it's almost you know like the skillet type mac a and bread cheese, crumb. breadcrumb situation. But I'm usually just standard standard mac. I don't make it a ton because I, when I make it, I see what I'm putting in it, and I'm like, this is just all yeah. cheese and dairy, and I'm this is not going to going right through you. Yeah, so I don't really make it that much, and I don't have it as much lately, but 
I mean, it was this strong number one from ages three to eighteen, probably. Definitely so. had a lot of mac and cheese growing up. I I definitely have it more. It's a craft. It is craft, Jonathan. And I, I have it like sometimes as a side, as like an, at a nice restaurant. But it feels like it, it always looks better on the menu than when it comes out. It's like all oh, the lobster mac and cheese with like lobster mac and cheese is among the most. I actually am. I didn't have it at my most overrated, overrated foods, but lobster mac and cheese. It's like number one. It's not lobster. It's, it's like, barely any lobster. It's yeah. barely any lobster. No. It's just mac and cheese. So you're always disappointed. And it always gets me though. And it doesn't so, even it doesn't even work well together. No, no, yeah. I feel like it, those all those mac and cheeses always look better on paper than in real life. My number four, I've talked about this. It's cavatelli, which might be the best pasta. Brown butter and sage or, and sausage. It's this uh, dish that they make at, you were talking about this yesterday, uh, Frankie's. And in terms of like eating out in New York City, it's the best pasta I've ever had. It's irresist- simply irresistible, the song. I'm open to trying this. This sounds fantastic. Just for the the sauce, the combination sounds fan. And I'm I'm pro Frankie. I'm a big fan of the Franks. I think there's broccoli rob in it, or maybe I just made it one time. One time I like wanted to make it, and Mm. I put broccoli rob in it. It's just a ultimate. It's kind of a a bellwether of what pasta can do. You have all these different things. You put them together, but pasta is the. It's kind of the coach, and it's a player. It's a player coach. It's kind of providing tactical analysis and say, hey, sausage, you go there. <laughs> I'm going to protect you. I'm going to make sure we're all right. Hey, butter. But sausage you get knows, all how to, knows how to play itself. But what if well, it guys- does. You give sausage the freedom to, to do it, but there's like spacing. It's like, hey, these two sausages don't be too close to each other. You can be, but it's just not going to be as, as good. I'll say this. It's Bellwether, and I'll, I'll ride the Belt Parkway and try it out. Sounds delish. Belt Parkway, great road. That was my number four. My number three, top nine pastas. These these three I, I enjoy. If they're out on the table, I'll be excited to have them. Penne alla vodka, my number three. It's a staple. It's like the it's like the the cousin, the cool older cousin to the pasta marinara. You like you, you start getting used to marinara, and then the cool cousin comes by, and you're like, oh, that guy's dress is cool, and he's tastes so much better. Like, why have we been having marinara this whole time? Vodka sauce. I've seen now vodka sauce is like taking over the parm game too. People are having chicken parm with vodka sauce instead of marinara. It's like it's, it's coming in hipster Brooklyn style. It's great. It's rich. The sauce is fantastic. It's one of the few pen, penny with vodka is one of the few ones that I can't imagine it would be better with bread. I think the penny with vodka combination is perfect. Like I wouldn't want to dip bread into a vodka sauce. It'd still be good. And like I like a, a vodka sauce parm. But penny alla vodka is, is to die for. Carmine's makes great vodka sauce. Yeah, it's good. I don't have it on my list, but I don't usually get it. And I think it's because your older cousin thing is spot on, spot on analysis. It's, yeah, you have it when you're like, all right, I've gotten my marinara legs. Let yeah. me see what else is out there. And I just started getting, I think when I first started buying groceries for myself, I would get like vodka sauce yeah, yeah, in like, the, you glass. know, the, um, what's that sauce brand? Rouse? No. Ragu? Yeah, ragu and the other ones like Bel- Belgioso. Is that one? Yeah, that sounds like Italian. Yeah, and it's not. It's okay, you know. Yeah, and I would just have it too much, and I just kind of got sick of it. Yeah, it's rich. Yeah, and I just think of that like store bought vodka sauce. That's like not. It's okay, but it's not great. 
and it's on me. Uh, maybe I gotta give it another another chance. I, I haven't had it in years. Probably. I'm not going to a restaurant to order it, but I'll I'll have it as like a side, or if it's a, if we're going to Carmine's, we get a vat I, of. Penny I vodka. think a lot of vodka sauces kind of reputation coasts on the word vodka i'll say this sure just because of the way it sounds and people are like oh we're getting vodka yeah interesting maybe when we're younger now maybe maybe when you're younger a little i think bit. you're it's got a little spice vodka is a good time a vodka good time it's it's fair i would say it's a little qab it's a little gray goose vodka sauce that was my number three my number two it's baked z we talked about it. I love baked ziti. I love the crunch. I love the cheese. I love the way my mom makes it. It's got everything you want. If you have to have pasta, it's got the regolta. It's baked ziti. One more, I've talked about it. It was in my my number one. What top nine we're doing? We had pasta dishes. I don't you know. You put baked ziti in. A, is it Italian dishes? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it was Italian dishes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was the only yeah, 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 yeah. pasta you had. And that started yeah. the whole pasta yes. pasta gate. Debacle. Yeah, Big Ziti. It's, it speaks for itself. No one's ever disappointed to see Big Ziti. No, I'll say what I said in the last one. Great Big Ziti is among the best, but if you have bad Big Ziti that's dried out, then... It's still not bad. It's not good. It's still edible. It's still Big Ziti. It's still cheesy. It's still got the crunch to it. It's kind of like dried out eggs. It's just, you got to be nuts I like a, I like a dry egg. Maybe the, Yeah, dude. I got egg on my face. Yeah. Crack a shell over my head. Shell the gas station. And then my number one, which I was very jealous. My uh, sister, mi hermana, went home this weekend um, to my mis padres, and she got to have this homemade, my mom's famous pasta salad. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite pasta dish, my mom's pasta salad. It's got the olives. It's got some kind of dry cheese. It's got red peppers. I think it's then she puts some kind of balsamic over it. It's better the next day when it's a little congealed, when it's cold, and the noodles are soft. And the but the main stars are the cheese, the peppers, and the olives. Give me more olives than usual. It's got the salty. It's got the 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 sweet. It's got the umami. Take me to Miami and cover me in pasta salad. No no mayo. Oh yeah, dip me in the salad. Bathe me. It's it's a unique choice. I feel like this is your version of water as the number one <laughs> beverage, but it's not even the same thing because water is obviously the number one beverage. Pasta salad is not obviously the number one pasta, but for you it is, and <laughs> yeah. I respect that decision. Am I? If I think if an impartial observer looks at it and they say pasta salad is your number one pasta, but as Snackery said. He said, that's why you come to Braze Bits. He you said, come. you hear about eating sushi for breakfast, yeah. something you never heard of. He right. said, you hear about liking eggs that are overcooked. He you said, you never it. hear about that. Yeah. He said, if you were just talking about how, the, you know, the not that stuff, he said he wouldn't listen. listen. He said, if we were going to listen, Russell said listen about three or four he, times. He did. He did. Listen, let me say this. I'm about to whack this into the river. The margins. Listen. He's a classic listen guy. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Not for me, but for you. My number three is Vangole. Surprised you didn't have it, to be honest. Pasta with white clam sauce. It's a great combination. You have all different ones. They have a spicy linguine with clams here. Mm, Have you had it? No. It's probably good. Probably. 
and spicy linguine with clams. So that means it's a red sauce. They probably just put a lot of red pepper in. If I if I had to guess, interesting. It sounds good. It does sound good. It's a pasta as as I said before with the cavatelli with sausage, and it just really works well. It's a tried and true classic. It really was one of the first adventurous things I ever ate when I was like fourteen. I just decided I wanted it one day. It was great. My parents were so happy. I've never looked back. And as you, as you know, I'll eat anything. Sure. And this was kind of the launch pad to that. I like now, I like it with the clam shells. I oh, think yeah. it's just a better presentation. Oh, yeah. Although functionally, it's better not to have the clam shells. But I, I kind of like it. It's a nice, it just looks great. You put maybe some parsley on top too. Oh, and yeah. I think it's also aesthetically maybe one of the best looking pastas. It's a, it's a 10. Sure. Ideally, you want the clam shells and the clam out of the shell. You want a little oh, you want both. You want a little yeah, both. You got to yeah, have yeah, both. Yeah. And you chop up the clams out of the shell. You don't want like full clams. Oh yeah, chop yeah. them up. I'll I'll say this, Bond me. I should have had on my list. I, I love that, and it's I, I could go to town on all the clams and and crush the the clams out of the clam, and you know dip a couple linguinis and, and dip bread in the sauce. It's fantastic. It's extremely good, and I'm saying extreme clam margera. <laughs> I feel like a jackass sometimes with, with these pasta takes, but you know what? I will say this: we you talked about it. There is a low. Like, you, you can have a bad uh, vongole. It could taste like boiled water. There's not a good sauce. The sauce is key. The sauce is key. The sauce has got to have a lemon, lemony. It's got to have a, a an oily garlic bite to it. If you don't, it doesn't have a good sauce. You're, t- you're tasting seafood. You get some sand in there. You get it a little bit of that clam wrong. juice in there, though. It's good. True. I'm pro clam juice. I'm clamming up. My number two is a Kate specialty, and it is kale pesto. With turkey meatballs. Oof. And this Oof. is something she started making. It was like literally the first week of the pandemic. She's like, I'm going to try to make this. We were talking about pesto. We both like pesto. But pine nuts and pesto, it's given. I realize I have some sort of sensitivity to pine nuts because every time I would eat pesto, I would have some stomach issues. And it wasn't like good enough to merit, like especially the pine nuts. But then started having it with kale. What's up? Started having it with kale, and it's just un- unreal. You can't beat it. It is comforting. It's like so I have it every week now. Kate's always like, hey, wow. I can make this, or I can make the kale pesto. Wow. And the turkey meatballs are the perfect complement because Ooh. pesto is a little bit light, mm. and obviously you have, we've had it with beef meatballs, or, but turkey meatballs kind of really make it kind of a unique signature dish. I have it left over a lot. I'll put hot sauce in it left over. You don't need hot sauce in the initial, but left over, maybe spice it up with a little hot sauce. I would invite anyone over to eat it. It's delicious. This is something I would I would take up on. I would I definitely would want to try that. It sounds like a great nutritious It's easy or you know, she makes it pretty easily. Uh it's it's not, I guess, over involved. It delivers every time. It's pretty economically good. Sure. Did she come up with this on her own, or she use a, a peewee recipe? I think it? there was some person she follows who talked about and kale. So really, the star of this is the kale pesto, and I don't exactly know what's in it, but it's obviously kale and garlic and olive oil, and I think sometimes usually puts broccoli, kale and broccoli mm-hmm. pesto. I think is what it is, and it is also just so much better than pine nut pesto. I don't know what people are doing. I went through a bad pesto phase where I I was sick and I was having a lot of pesto paninis, and then I got burnt out on pesto. You're a pesto. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. My number one, you had, if you had this, you would, I think, have a different kind of view of pasta. But we're talking about a matriciana. What? 
a matriarch. Uh, a matriarch? If I had a wife? If you had a wife, you'd marry this. A matriciana is like a red sauce. I think actually you won't like this. Bucatini is usually the spaghetti that comes with it, but you don't need it, Bucatini. Bucatini actually works with this, but it's like a lighter, spicier red sauce with guancale and with like usually I think like a pecorino and uh, Calabrian chilies or some sort of chilies. I think the Calabrian chilies. So it is a light but intensely flavored sauce dish. You get the guancale. Which sauce is, dish. Sauce dish. Which is incredible. Sauce dish, which is incredible. And then you got the spice. So it kind of hits every single note that you'd want. You got the pasta and then uh, bucatini is usually the pasta because it just soaks the sauce up very well. And it is a great palate for the sauce. You would like this in the sense that is the pasta the star? Not necessarily, but the, it provides the canvas for which the ingredients to work. The sauce sounds fantastic. I think this is going to be a tough episode for the Razorbacks, but I'm, I'm getting hungry just hearing the descriptions. Sauce sounds – and it, you, you said it, Freudian slip. It's a sauce dish. It's all a well these dishes, sauce dish. All these dishes, it's, it's about the sauce. It's about the, the, the role yeah, players. Pasta, but pasta is the perfect canvas for all these to work. You can't really put the put it on these sauces on. I mean, you can put it on bread, you can put it on rice, but it just doesn't exactly work well. It's noodles. <laughs> Noodle me. Take off my clothing. I'm nude. We're going. We're that was get, painful. That was a painful top nine for me. We, we survived it. We're gonna get noodled by Phil Jackson after arguably Phil Jackson's best week ever. Strong. That rocket power. He took me to the the moon, Phil. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I would recommend listening to it and skipping. Don't skip, but if you want to skip, skip. To don't like, skip the clip. Don't skip the clip, but skip to. We have the show notes, and you could get to Phil Jackson's predictions, and it's an all timer. I got emotional. I certainly suspect the cheeky selection at play, <laughs> considering this week's top nine. Slap me in the cheek. It sure seems like Lance shot closest to the pin on Monday. <laughs> Leading to this amazing top nine. Needle me, Phil. You would have hated Russell. <laughs> if Russell and Phil, we would have been this a number of times. It would have been explosive. Yeah, diarrhea. Pasta is to my tummy what ivory is to the piano. <laughs> it's integral. Tickle the T's. Tickle the keys, Phil. Vital, even. It makes up the keys to my life. Black keys. Pasta is not only a star player, but it truly elevates any entree or dish it accompanies. Nope. Rigatoni, tortellini, linguini, penne, bucatini. Yeah, we know Phil. Papardel. Are you? Is it, get out of town. You get out of town, Phil. We know pastas. Boil me up some water, pinch some salt in, and gently stir me until I'm al dente. No. Without any further ado, here's, dentist. here's what Sweet Feet will begrudgingly admit makes his tummy happy. He just listed those pennes. Everyone's kneeling me today. Everyone's coming for my neck. Cacio e pepe. Never had it. Lasagna. Bang. Pasta carbonara. Ew. Shrimp scampi over linguine. Bingo! Spaghetti and meatballs. Got them, Phil! Penne alla vodka. Huge! <laughs> Bonus. Ragu alla bolognese. I, I, I like bolognese. I like the word ragu. <laughs> goo dolls. Ragu goo dolls. Brazon Philip Jackson. <laughs> wow, very formal this week, Phil. Thank you very much, Philip. Philip Phillips from American Idol. He won. He did. Where is he now? Hopefully he's done all right. I think he came to the show on Friday. 
Would not have known. But he, I'm sure he was a, would have been a gentleman and introduced himself. And he would have said his name twice. Kate has some great predictions. I thought I had it up. Here it is. LOL, Lance really got you with this one, referring to this list. You did get me. You got me good with a bunch of things this week. Here's some LPPs. Linguini with clam sauce. Bang. <laughs> Cacio. Sorry, I was, yeah. Cacio y pepe. I, had, I was going to do Cacio y pepe or carbonara. Cacio y pepe on another day. Also, I really, I forgot to say this. Half my list was based on what pastas I was craving right now. The list is really interchangeable, and I could have like 30 pastas technically on the list. Jesus. Too big to fail. <laughs> Kale slash broccoli pesto that I make. Bang. Carbonara. Bang. Cavatelli with sausage and brown Bang. butter sauce. Spaghetti bolognese. Ooh. She, she's more a bolognese than me, but she makes a great one. And hers is probably my favorite. She, I think it would be might be her number one. I think that it's good. But there's so many good pastas, so it's only really if I want it, you know? Yeah. Another day, maybe. Marinara with seafood, thinking shrimp slash mussels. I don't get it that often, and it's all—it's really out of respect to my wife. But a fra diavolo, what, gen- what a gentleman. Yeah, and then she ends with six pasta emojis. Nice. Thank you very much, Kate and Phil, for the pasta predictions. I mean, this was certainly not a questionable top nine. Nothing questionable happened in this week regarding to the pod at all. But do you have any QABs? I had a QAB referring to people being killed by fireworks and getting blown up. This QAB, is, I, can't, I can't not talk about It's on my mind. Seidel coming and lurking in the shadows, is, it's more than a QAB. It's fraudulent. It's criminal. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not surprised. I, I think he was the hit and run. He probably framed somebody else. Like he, and then him uh, being like a critic and talking about my set, giving me feedback. Like oh, I said, good to be here a lot. Yeah, it's my shtick. I say good to be here a lot. But, but well, he you... said he said it was. He said he thought you're you're saying good to be here because it's like good to be in Seidel's presence. No, it was not. I, <laughs> I I didn't know I was in your presence. I'm sure if I did, I would have gotten physical with you he also out of respect said if he introduced himself he, he said he, he might have put you in a in a bad mental state and maybe would have messed up your set no i'm not that sensitive i'm not that much of a, a mental case i can i can handle myself when it comes to my bits Seidel's not gonna rock my world he's rocking my world now knowing that he might come to any show and just be there and talk about it and, and g- give me notes on the, on my set afterwards it's classic. He's he a said puzzle he liked your, He said he liked your 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 salt. I don't. Bit. I don't believe anything he says. He said he he loved it. I don't. He said he laughed. I didn't hear. He said he laughed a bunch. I. It's it's just overall he was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it worse. Then he should have came up to me after and be like, "Guess what? I'm Seidel. I love you." Well, guess what, Seidel? I'm creeped out. Cheapers creepers. This is QAB. I can't. I, I honestly still just can't wrap my head around it. I do. It's, it's unbelievable because we were talking on the way, being like, "I can never meet Seidel. It would ruin everything. It would ruin the the podcast." So this is perfect. But just the the planning that went into it. You were like, "Don't hang around the comics because then he's going to talk to you." And like he didn't stick around. It just it's maniacal. It's like it's. Hey, you get you start you, a podcast. You get a pod nemesis. This is what happens. I'm, I'm shook. I, I, it's been on my mind this entire episode. I can't believe it. It's going to be on my mind for months. Anytime I, I come here or I'm on a show with you, I'm going to be like, is Seidel here? I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. He does not live I'm, in the same state. Yeah, which makes it even crazier that he was here and didn't. I didn't know. 
I'm trying to like rewind the night in my head and be like, who did I walk by? <laughs> who? I'm glad that we did Tuesday because if we, I actually was thinking about re- maybe asking if you want to record Sunday because we were both here on Sunday also, but then I thought it might be too close to Friday and you might remember Seidel, but now enough time has passed. Was it a packed room Friday? Yeah, it was full, totally full. There's no chance that you. He was sitting or standing. He was standing in the back. I believe he was sitting. It's wild. Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm I'm scorched. I'm, I'm going scorched earth. Scott Scorch. Sheesh. And then he slept on your couch? Yeah, we had a good time. We watched some diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> Talked about this old house. You know about this old house? I don't think so. It's like a show that does, it's like about home improvement. About the show home improvement? No, like like improving <laughs> like like projects <laughs> projects like to fix a home. No. It's on TLC? I I think it was on PBS, but now it's like this like gigantic YouTube channel. Did Seidel come to town to see this show? No, we were actually right, were nice. gonna. Well, <laughs> one of the things that was gonna potentially happen was we were gonna play golf, and then he was gonna show up, and then you would have met him. Yeah, but it didn't work out. He had to, he had something. What he, he could? He was like, yeah, yeah. He he only could. Was, I'm glad he didn't do that because then I, he I had to been... be on Long Island for a family thing over the weekend. Okay. So he said, "Hey, but I could hang out Friday." We had a great day. We watched. He came mid afternoon. We watched the Euros. Then we went to the chess forum over there and played chess. Wow. And then we came to the show. I said, we can do whatever we want. I just have a show on Friday. And Jesse's actually also on it. So we should definitely do what we were planning on doing about a year ago. I wish there was a good camera crew. To, like, I would love to see how you were acting that night. If, I mean, obviously oh, I was, I was flawless. <laughs> the whole thing was flawless. Ugh. All right. Yeah. It's just it's, it's, it's great goose. It's quab. Mike UAB is, I was running a show at the comedy shop. Uh, this was Sunday, July 4th, and it was 10 o'clock. It was during the fireworks. It was not many people around. I was on that so show? The show was not that many people. These two people come to the door, and they say, uh, we're here for the show. It's $10 at the door. So they give me two bills, and they say, this is 10 And based on the way they say it, I'm like, no one says this. <laughs> so I kind of walk in to like get menus and I look at the bills and it is barely disguised just a five and then a one below no it. Was the two girls? Yeah. Oh yikes. Who like I don't think we're good audience members at all. I don't I don't really remember, but I really don't think so because they also apparently argued about like having to buy a drink. Jesus. So um but I'm like, who who do you think I am? That's but wild. they got away with it because in my head, I'm like, well, it's better that they're, the show was yeah. late. So I'm like, it's better in my head that they're there. Yeah. But what kind of move is that? And so when you're on stage, you knew you, you obviously saw the money already. You, 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 I knew. Yeah. I knew right. I, I knew right when I let them in. And yeah, I was like, said, is, I had I had a moment in my head. I said, do I not let them in or do I, if, if there was, four, you know, there were six people in the room at that time. But if there was 10. No chance. They would have said, "Kind of a ballsy move." Kind it's of a ballsy a, move, but they got away with it. Yeah, girls, like, girls can get away with that. It's like one time when Seidel and I were nineteen and we bought child's tickets for the movies, and the guy let us in. It's the same thing, and we just showed him the child's tickets. I feel like you would do that, <laughs> cutting people off in traffic. I don't cut people <laughs> off. I drove like a, a saint. Yesterday. You were great. And I got to say, it was very nice. Jesse picked me up, went out of his way, but I warned him. I said, no, I was you're just, going out of your way. I was happy to do it. I was happy to see your neighborhood, happy to have the ride there and back. Uh, yeah. Seidel was there just two days before. 
Yeah. That's a wild move, giving you a five and a one. And that's like, because you, you could easily could have. It's also moment, just $4. Just, yeah. You could have easily just like opened it up in their face, but no, it's not. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Young girls, they got that confidence. They're trying to, to swoop. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. But it was almost like it wasn't because of them. It was just like, I'd rather the show be better. Yeah. I, I would have done the same thing. Squab. This is why society falls apart because people kind of play at the margin, at the margins, and then you're done. The they play at the margins, and then you're done. Yeah, they play in the game. Y- y- people kind of chip away at these things, and then the whole kind of basis of mutual understanding and respect falls by the wayside. Topples over. Obi topple. Bring in the closer. Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two. Got anything to plug? Not to really come to the Bronx Review Yacht Club and say hi. Maybe if you're coming, you know, introduce yourself. Say what's up. I'm here a couple more times this month. I am in Brooklyn at Joey Bats on the 14th. I think it's a 7 p.m. show. And also uh, at Mohegan Sun with Lance. Oh, yes. On July 18th. July 18th, Mohegan Sun. We're both there. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, that's what I got. Sweet I don't have anything. I don't think. No, just, you know. Support the Patreon. Send us a question. Romain, let us know what you want us to do on the pod. Yeah. Sweet uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. Not mine. All right. Peace. Peace. No, it actually was. <laughs>